It's been a while. It's still me. Back on my bullshit. <laughs> I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo in so much space. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Live. Welcome to the Kasabian Live Show. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I want to say thank you for all those that have hung in there. But, you know, if we don't put breaks in between this, it just it's not good. And, and us talking about the same shit over and over, it was really getting difficult to provide solid content on top of going through so much uh, in, in, in life. That I couldn't really focus on this. Shit was falling apart everywhere. Um, there's really no no sugarcoating. Shit was falling the fuck apart. Yo, this corona shit fucked up money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really you have the you had to reevaluate how things were really gonna go from here out because nothing's ever gonna be the same. You know, um, I was trying to figure out how to come to y'all and 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 give quality content and actually you know provide a service right and i felt like i wasn't doing that so i want to apologize first and foremost to all my listeners shout out to my my i guess my day ones shout out to the ones who've been here the ones that are coming and the ones that are going i appreciate all you we're not even going to go live for none of that today Maybe for a couple episodes, we won't be going live. We'll just be us talking. And we'll get back into things. And and nothing changes. Listen, it's season three, so it's going to be a new picture and shit. But it's still me talking my shit. I'm not necessarily... um, I'm not wanting to sit in, in, in one position for too long, right? I was going through some shit. I came out of it. It was financial troubles. Um... I, unlike most people, when Corona hit, the first thing I did was put all my money towards my rent and, and, and my utilities and shit like this. So I blew through a large chunk of cash without making any money for five months. Shit's very difficult to survive in, in those circumstances, which I'm sure a lot of you are going through. So you know what I'm talking about. Um, a couple deals came through. You know, money was made. Um, I've been able to take care of my family the way that I want to. And I I can honestly say that uh, I I feel good. I'm happy if that counts for anything. I don't know if that counts for anything sometimes. Like, lately, I've been trying to do things that I feel like people don't do to me. For example, I told my uncle I was proud of him and proud of everything he'd done. Um, My grandmother passed away. And I want to just say this in passing. I don't like talking about this. Uh, it's difficult to to comprehend, for, to, for some people to comprehend how I've handled it. But I'm well. And I miss my grandma. And grandma, I think about you every day. And that'll never change. That lady was in my life 
fuck to the day she died. Um, and she's still here. I fell in love with the soul, you know, the person, not not the body. So, you know, her passing didn't affect me because I, I what I love is is who she was. And when her health took a dip, you know, I understood that my grandmother wasn't there anymore. And I was okay with that. Um, as okay as I had to be. I can't I'm not gonna front and make it seem like, oh yeah, I was I'm good, y'all. Nah, man, I cry. I had my moments. This shit hits me like a fucking Mack truck. You know? I had to come in with crazy. I was I've been listening to just everything, trying to get inspired to start making new music and and this gnarled song came on and I was laughing because if any of y'all listen to the Joe Budden podcast, he was playing this the other day and I said, Fuck me, bro. Now me now that I played the damn song, this fucking guy is gonna take the credit for it because everybody's listening to his shit. But either way, it is what it is, and it's a fucking great song, isn't it? And the last episode that I left off on was crazy. I really was losing my fucking mind. It happens. We lose our mind. And it's okay to lose your mind. Um, I just gotta get off my grandma and and all the negatives, and let's look forward to what's coming next for all of us because my happiness comes from me seeing my people bubble up and things go, you know, in, in a great uh, and positive motion for everyone. So I like watching that shit. Like, I like watching people grow. I like watching people expand. I like seeing how things change. I'm rusty, so I'm not going to front. I'm, I'm, I'm very rusty. And although I'm rusty, I would like to say this is probably one of the weakest prefaces or monologues you're ever going to hear from me because it's been a shit show to get here. This is a completely new studio, by the way. Um, I went out and that was something else that I did. I, I put a lot of money into myself to make sure that I could provide. So I have this entire new setup. Um, I, I went all out. And because there's no crew anymore and it's just me, I had to make this more autonomous. And I had to make sure that I can... Uh, do everything myself so there's a lot of work that i need to do and need to learn and i'm very excited because i love taking on challenges on top of real estate is doing very well i would like to start filming and vlogging for what we have uh coming and you'll see that soon like i'm, I'm working on all that and i'm getting things together for uh our real estate show Sabian sales las vegas we're going to be getting things together for the merch. I swear to God, I talked about merch for probably like fucking six months and I never, ever even brought it up. But um, I'm going to start a Patreon just so we can start some type of a merch club and, and you know, just to generate funds. Being on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, I, you know, they have the right to do what the fuck they want to do with their company and they'll pull you and throw you around. And, and, and if they don't like what you say, that's a wrap um, for that reason. I don't want to post on Facebook anymore. I don't want to go live on Facebook. I'd rather go live on my Patreon and see my fans there and and we can, you know, have conversations and talk. I think that'll be great. It's going to be cheap, 3.99 a month, and if you want to comment or you want to come in on the lives, we're going to try to figure out how to uh, I don't know if it's going to be a tip system. There's a bunch of things I've been just racking my brain. Um so let's start why I needed the break. Let's go from the top, right? Let me drink some fucking water. Hold on a second. <clears throat> okay. This year marks two years for the Joe Budden podcast at Spotify. Now, that was a big deal for me. One, I'm a huge fan because I just love Joe. Joe's music is is phenomenal to me. 
and that's not for nobody else to to fucking take and interpret no way no i just love joe budden's music i can relate to joe budden's music and i'm very proud of all his accomplishments i think it's it's fucking amazing what he's been able to do watching them progress and do something that looks so organic is probably one of the most hip-hop things we've seen in years like this is awesome this is just three dudes four dudes chopping it up and they've literally been able to change the face of music and how we live like this is the new kurt loader if you remember old mtv joe budden became kurt loader joe budden is now fucking um what's his name carson daly like this is this is the new like no more old white dudes no we have joe budden a fucking rapper talking about rap and i know a lot of people think he's a hater and you could you know that's all subjective but watching what he's done in business has been fucking dope and i can't say nothing bad about what they've done or how they do it i don't know their business a lot of people is going to have a lot of negatives to say because they're leaving spotify and them joining spotify was such a big deal for podcasts and just as a whole now a lot of people might not see this but joe doing the deal with spotify opened my eyes to a couple things and it was the exclusivity of the podcast i want exclusivity with my podcast and all my content but on my site i'm i'm down to share split for whoever does my processing but my goal has always been to bring you guys a network i'm working behind the scenes i'm trying to put together more shows that don't necessarily involve me and you don't see me or hear from me but know that i'm in the back taking care of things because i'd like to give you guys more content and i want to expand this and really make this a network just like most podcasters want to do but I've been really putting into into motion my plan, and I didn't want to talk about it until I knew that I was ready for sure. And watching what Joe did, he took his podcast, then he went to Revolt, started the show. You know, he left Complex, so what? Did a YouTube gig. Uh, he did the pull-up on YouTube, did two seasons of that. He did his show with Revolt. Revolt actually gave one of the co-hosts their own show. It's working. It's working. Say what you want to say about Joe Budden. I'm sure he made a ton of money. Stop checking people's pockets. That shit is gross. I grew up with my grandmother. We do not check people's pockets. My grandfather would slap fire out my mouth for asking about what people's pockets look like. That shit is crazy, okay? So, y'all, just stay away from from asking questions of how much money people are making and not making. Just know that Joe Budden didn't just pop up overnight because podcasting was a thing. No, he's been doing it for a long time, just like another Joe, Joe Rogan which is crazy to see one departure and one entering to the same company. It's pretty fucking awesome, actually, because if you think about it, watching what Joe Rogan did makes you go, fuck, how can I get there, right? Like, now I want to strive for that. Now, I know it's crazy, and you got to aim for the stars, and and who knows? Uh, One of my goals this year is just to be a top 10 podcast. Like, I want us to be able to tell everybody that the Sabian Lavo show is a top 10 podcast. Like, I want us to be talked about. And I want my fans to be recognized for that. And, and I want y'all to have pride in that because this is something you guys are going to do. Like, I'm just talking my shit and hoping, you know, you tell more people about me. Watching Joe Rogan's deal blows my mind because he signed a licensing deal that's probably one of the better deals that we've seen yet. As long as he keeps full creative control and they don't touch any of his anything else, all they do is license the show and they're able to promote on the show and make their money off of marketing, cool. I think he should get more money, though. Just letting you know. He fucking gained, or excuse me, Spotify gained $5 billion off of him. Like, it was nuts. 
if they gave him 500 million their rate of return is fucking insanity and he hasn't even been on yet they dropped two percent and i don't know if it's because of the joe budden thing but they did drop two percent um recently during a lot of shit that's going on with just the money like that's why i want to go to patreon i'd rather you guys pay me than spotify continue to take money from what we do and what we got going on if we can start a community where um you know we're self-sufficient if I could charge you a penny just to listen and you and I'm giving you content that's quality, I don't want to just ask for money. I, I hate asking for money. I'd rather be able to give you guys a product. So, um, guys and gals, please don't take that shit serious. You know, when I, you know how I talk, yo. But how many spins do we got to get that I don't get paid for or and how many how long? I can't front most of my uh, I keep on saying I can't front and I don't even know why I keep saying that because I don't even use that shit in my daily um that's that's just to show you how uh off the beaten path i am right now i'm nervous because it's been a while and i'm not on camera so i feel so much more comfortable but i'm nervous because i i don't know how to convey that i want to do good and i don't know i I feel like there's a lot of feelings in this episode you know because i feel a lot but i feel like damn you know Something's gotta gotta give. And when I say by that, it's like there's gotta be a change in how we fucking get paid, man. It's so difficult to make a buck in the entertainment business. It's really hard. Like we can't tour right now. This is all we got. And I know people like to make fun of OnlyFans. I've considered OnlyFans as a platform for us to to have a paywall, but we've been debating over just what's gonna be more functional for us uh patreon or only fans and i think we're landing on patreon so stay tuned for that um there's so much money to be made but i'd rather make it and be able to distribute it the way i'd like to like i'm tired of getting a, a small cut for so much it's hard to think exclusive deals you hear a joe rogan deal and hear 500 fucking million dollars and you go yo i want that too but joe rogan's been doing this for 10 years has thousands of podcasts, hours of podcasts with tons of information. And I'm glad we have Joe Rogan because that's another person that we need. He's become another voice. He's like the Oprah Winfrey of our time. It's fucking nuts. What a crazy time. Sorry if I'm rambling. Um, What else? But that was, you know, that was our, our my biggest issue with this whole operation. Like this was going one way. It was supposed to become more of a talk show and I was going to have guests on and and I was talking deals with little companies here and there. Nothing crazy, but enough to fucking put food on the table. You know, I'm I'm not going to discourage anybody from, from signing a deal if you can see value in it. As long as you see value in what you do, I encourage everyone to take uh, the best deal possible for their situation. That's why the Joe Budden and Joe Rogan um, instances are, are crazy. The yin and yang. Without Joe Budden, you wouldn't have the Joe Rogan deal. And Joe is leaving the company because it's unfair. He honestly deserves, you know, whatever whatever the value is of the Joe Rogan podcast is not for me to put a dollar amount on it. But there's definitely more money that needs to be made. And if you don't keep your employees happy, you're not going to get good work. There was a point in time when that podcast got real stale and it was on purpose. And they said it. Listen, we didn't want to fucking do this anymore. They got burnt out. I don't want to get burnt out doing my show. I felt like I was getting burnt out. I felt like I was always defensive. I was always again a lot of feelings but i was always defending the whole trump thing and and i'm just 
I'm sick of having to defend another person or, you know, make, make, uh, I don't know, just like make, make everything fucking, uh, damn, what's the word? You see, I, I got, I got a brain fog too from it being in my, in my first one back, but what is the fucking word? I'm a complete blank. You see, got like, this is what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I'm definitely not going to fucking be so defensive over other people's views. And what I mean by that is, is the Trump thing because I've, I've been just fucking battered by it, dude. Like, I don't even understand how he does it as a person. Like this shit's every day with him. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a little bit of COVID. Um, 10,000, you know, let's get into the show. No more me talking shit about me. But that's where I've been, and that's what was going on. Watching all the things that are happening, even even the the whole thing with um the two girls, who's your daddy or what's your daddy, where the fuck that is. Like, I was, that shit's crazy money, man. This is a lot of fucking money being made, and I don't care if I'm small with two hundred people or three hundred people listening. I don't care. I don't care if I got five people listening. Um, I just want to make sure I'm bringing quality. So, long story short, I felt like I wasn't delivering quality, and if you made it this far, you obviously give a fuck. So let's talk about the topics at hand. Coronavirus. There's been an audit. They've checked the numbers. 9,000. A little under 10,000. Was the correction of deaths. Deaths in the United States. I mean, I can't even explain that, right? You shut down the entire country for these past five to six months. For 10,000 people. Okay. The goal was to slow down the spread so that hospitals wouldn't be overloaded. And then it became a political game of fuck Trump, which led us to disaster. Don't let this confuse you. Because it's going to it's confusing. So. It's it's a. Man, it's fuck. I'm drawing a blank. I wish I had a cup of coffee. It was a political game for the left, the Democrats, the opposition, because they saw opportunity to use all of this in their advantage, in which they have and still do as far as the economy goes. That's been Trump's strongest. I mean, he literally ran off. I'm going to make the economy great and I'm going to bring shit back. And he did all the deals that he cut, the laws that, that were put in place, the taxes that were withdrawn, adjusted. That all worked. Democrats have never dealt with a person like Trump that gets shit done and understands how shit gets done when it comes to business. So it, it's interesting to watch how they suffer at the hands of a true businessman and instead of understanding that he's just better at it, it's, oh, he doesn't have any compassion. Sometimes it's hard to show compassion when you're so busy. How come nobody ever thinks of that? It's not that you don't have compassion. It's that you got five million things that's really going on. And you can't be worried about the few when you have to take care of the many. So we have Corona. We shut down. The economy falls the fuck apart. Businesses are never going to return. Cities have changed forever nothing goes back to normal after this it's not trump's fault cut that shit out stop saying trump's america it's your america the fucking problem is you got people in new york worried about the fucking wall being built down here by nevada shut up mind your business 
400,000 plus people on housing. I don't know if that's multifamilies or just per head, right? Like if they literally give out 400,000 vouchers and there's five people in each house, you're literally talking about a million fucking people that don't pay rent in New York City. That's a problem. You need to leave and go live somewhere where you can be productive and stop running taxes up for everybody else. So you don't see the compassion? Let me explain the compassion. I will. I want you to move so that you can earn money and live your life and not be underneath the government living at bare minimums complaining about where you're going to get your next meal or how come you live so shitty. Right? How about you leave New York, you go move to fucking middle America, you get a warehouse gig, you and your old lady and you're making, sorry if old lady offends people, but that's how I talk. You and your old lady go down to a small town, get some decent jobs, you're making 80, 75 to 80K a year. In New York City, that's nothing. But in this town, you're living middle class high. I mean, maybe not in the beginning, you know, it might take a while. But let's just say you come in there and at the starting rate of everything, you're literally middle class just because you work. Just because you work. Your quality of life changes. You're not living under the, can we have some money, please, or we need you anymore. You're independent. This is what the Democrats hate. They don't want to see that. They would rather you stay in New York. For what? How about you leave, go live in a different city, make money, and then you you can go back and visit and do things that you couldn't do. You know how many people I know that live in New York that don't ever go to the beach, ain't never been to the Empire State, ain't never done anything in New York because they don't have any fucking money? That's terrible. I believe in quality of life. I'd rather live in a podunk small town, get acclaimed and get accustomed and make money and live my life. A city like New York couldn't keep up. Corona broke it. California, outrageously, outrageously taxed. Properties are overvalued. Man, have you seen the properties in California? 100-year-old properties, 1,200 square feet, 900 square feet, $400,000, $500,000. Hey, don't think that those houses are worth that. They're really not. Houses are only worth what you're willing to pay. Let's just keep it honest. And location, location, location. Just because you buy 50 acres in the middle of nowhere does not add up to a city block in Las Vegas, a city block in New... It's just many places that we can play that game. But, you know, location is a big deal, and California is very sought out. And the supply and demand has been able to create a very unique real estate market in that it fluctuates like no other. There's no other place in the world where you'll see real estate market fluctuate so hard so fast. And California right now is actually going to go through probably one of the biggest changes they've ever seen in their in their conception. It's pretty awesome to see what's going to happen. I just hope that we can minimize the human suffering that's coming from a shutdown to prevent Corona. I said it from the beginning. The cure can't be worse than the fucking disease. It just can't be. It doesn't work out that way. How many businesses are completely gone? I mean, eradicated, never be back. Mental health has got to be fucking at an all-time low still. When, when do things get better? You don't let people go back to work. You can't, you're not letting people earn. This is what your America would be under a Democrat. This is it. This is your Green New Deal. Nobody's driving. Nobody's flying. Nobody's making money. You have to wait for money. Everybody's begging for unemployment. The systems are fucking ancient and archaic, and they can't even take care of the people. 
fuck the country state by state city by city they can't take care of their people you cannot expect the president to worry about 300 million people he can only worry about the bigger pictures which take care of all of y'all but we have to focus on ourselves they did not protest around the world for us the protests around the world came because everybody was in lockdown it's just like when a fucking kid runs through a cafeteria, two kids will run, three, everybody's up and running. It's a full stampede. Just like in the fucking Serengeti. You see it all the time. And that's how they killed Mufasa. That's how they fucking killed Mufasa. Sorry if I scratched my beard. I didn't mean to do that. It never made sense. This shit never made sense. I lost my fucking, my place of fucking thought because I scratched my beard and it was really loud. Don't nobody want government help. <clears throat> government assistance is the worst shit ever. When you listen to conservatives, <clears throat> you know, people have a they have a mental image of a conservative being an old racist white man and a money man, right? A businessman. They never have me in mind when they think of a conservative. Just a Latino. I like saying Latino. I'm a Hispanic. Um I'm Puerto Rican. They don't want to see you be owners. They don't want to see you have control of your life. They, they, you know, here's a secret. Here's a secret. Y'all want to know a secret? When you get into politics, if there's no problems, guess what happens when there's no problems? You guessed it. There's no jobs for them. The fuck's a politician with no work, right? You're supposed to take care of the people. And once the people are taken care of, then what do you do? You're done. That's called good leadership. We haven't had that. Oh, the protest. There we go. The protest. Um, and you know what? I'm going to stop bullshitting. And when I do lose my place, I'm going to say something. That was another one of my goals to stop lying when I fucking lost my place. But the protest only began around the world just because, they, you know, one person saw one thing and everything took off. The whole Mufasa thing. That was the that's where the reference and all the metaphors were from. Damn it. See, I know I fucking remember. Uh. Nobody cares about America in any other way than Americans. Like, no, they don't give a shit what happens here. We're the only ones that give a fuck what happens everywhere else. The American dream is something that I will stand for. The American dream is something that I'll never let go of. The American dream is something phenomenal that I wish everybody could experience. And I want people to understand that when we talk about the American experiment, the reason why America was an experiment was because we decided to give the people the power. Government works for us, not the other way around. I'm not saying we need to uplift and uprise. I'm saying you need to take ownership, take onus on all the shit. Because it's more than just ownership. At this point, we got to just understand that what happened, happened, and we have to move forward. We started late, and I'm talking about us majorities. We have started late in our race, but it doesn't mean shit on white people because white people got here first. I refuse to do that. My journey is always the same. I want everybody to win. Politics used to be about we all had a common goal. It was just different ways of getting there. That's gone. The days of us having the same goals are gone. These people are fucking crazy. We need to create terms. We need to really sit down and think of what the word progressive really means. 
because the definition's been diluted and stretched the fuck out. Joe Biden's out there talking about they're going to take away your Social Security. Shut the fuck up. There's more money in Social Security now than there's ever been. 401ks are through the fucking roof. Thanks to Trump. Take it how you want to take it. And I'm a numbers person. I'm an imperialist. I look at the numbers. Joe Biden has been in the White House for, or excuse me, in Congress for 40 plus fucking years. Hasn't accomplished anything. Anybody from California that wants to run for higher office should be ashamed of themselves. California has 60,000 plus people homeless. Taxes are through the roof. They cannot keep shit together. Because they've gone green, they've had to have rolling fucking brownies or brownouts, whatever the fuck. Because they can't keep people's houses cool because the grid is overloading. They've lost so much of their grid to solar and wind that they fucked themselves and they can't even provide the power to keep people's houses cool. And I guess it was 93 degrees. Wham, wham. It's been like 120 in this bitch for the past month. But could you imagine if going green caused more headache? And who's to say that we're not green? You know, it's fucked up that we live in a world that we need some type of regulate. Somebody has to regulate. Somebody, and I mean body as in multiple bodies, have to regulate. And then they have to be put in a position where they don't lose, don't gain, and just want to do it for the right of the people, which is the hardest fucking shit ever. Because once you taste power, you get fucking thirsty. It's the American dream, though. The experiment was do it for the people. People need a voice. There's a new type of conservative now. Things changed. My name's Kasabian Lavo. Thank you for listening. And we, we got a journey ahead of us. Thank you to my listeners. From day one to the last ones. And those that are coming. Thank you.